Welcome to the Thrive TV Show with Lauren Parsons, helping you boost your health, energy, and productivity. Hi there, and welcome to another episode of the Thrive TV Show. I'm Lauren Parsons, wellbeing specialist and your host. And today I'm joined by Karina Walsh, all the way from Canada. And Karina is the Chief Engagement Officer at Shift People Development. So welcome, Karina. Thank you, Lauren. Um, thank you for having me. I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm excited about what we're speaking about today because we are talking about how to tap into your greatest source of personal power. So the three things we're going to cover for you today are where your greatest source of personal power comes from, how to harness that personal power so that you can feel better and really get what you want in life, and also the biggest mistake that most people make that leaves them feeling depleted and powerless. So before we get into all of that goodness, just to get to know you a little, Karina, Karina, we've got our this and that questions. So are you ready for a quick fire round? Sure. <laughs> okay. So tell me, Monopoly or chess? Oh, Monopoly. Monopoly. Nice. A month without your car or a month without the internet? Ooh. I'll go with car. <laughs> yeah. It's a tricky one, hey, yeah. Uh, jeans or leggings? Oh, leggings. Yeah, <laughs> go for comfort. Hot drinks or cold drinks? Hot. Okay, shower or bath? Shower. Yeah, like so many <laughs> of us. Magazines or newspaper? Magazine. Mm -hmm. Makeup or no makeup? Oh, definitely no makeup, except when I'm doing something like this. <laughs> yeah. I'm the same, I'm the same. Would you rather be able to play 10 different instruments beautifully or speak 10 different languages fluently? Oh, wow. I'd probably go with the speak different languages. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. Taj Mahal or Eiffel Tower? Mm, Eiffel Tower. Okay, nice. And lastly, snow or rain? Oh, where I live, we get plenty of both. Um, I'll probably go with snow. Okay, nice. Excellent. So um, I'll just tell you a little bit more about Karina. Karina Walsh is the author, speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur. As a consultant and coach, she helps businesses, teams, and professionals to leverage emotional intelligence to help improve their leadership, engagement, safety, and personal empowerment. She's been delivering her training programs and her keynote addresses across Canada, the UK, and the US. Her articles have been featured in the Huffington Post, and she's a member of the Canadian Association of Professional Speakers, which is where we first met. She was the top 50 leader under 40 in the Atlantic Canada for 2015, and the 2018 YWCA Woman of Distinction in Business. Karina published her first book, The Engaged Employee Blueprint, in 2017. And we'll have some links below in the show notes if you head over to Thrive TV Show com you'll be able to get all those details so first of all Karina tell us why is it you've decided to focus your coaching business on emotional intelligence so I guess it was about um, eight years ago you know three years before I actually started my business I started researching and studying emotional intelligence and started uh, trying to work on my own emotional intelligence because I really wasn't where I wanted to be in my career, I wasn't feeling the way I wanted to feel every single day, and I didn't really know why. So I had read some articles about emotional intelligence, started doing the research, and started practicing because emotional intelligence really is a—it's a practice, like you know, like yoga or meditation. 
And so I started working on my own emotional intelligence and the impact that it had on my life was really profound. I really started to have better relationships, better success in my career. I started to see better opportunities that were available for me. And then I was kind of overwhelmed um, with this, this vision or this, this need to want to help other people because I could see the impact that it had had on my life. And I wanted to share that. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty common for so many of us. When we go through something, then we want to share it uh, and show other people how we can do that. And so in my work and in my, my research, I, I realized that Emotional intelligence really is the building block that we need for success, both in our personal and professional lives. So I feel pretty strongly that uh, understanding emotional intelligence is really important. Yeah, absolutely. And I know you're a working parent, life is busy, lots is going on. So I'm sure you have great stories and examples. Can we also start with a definition? If people are listening and wondering what is emotional intelligence, how do you define it? Sure. So emotional intelligence is really uh, your ability to understand how you're feeling in any given moment, whatever emotions are coming up for you, and then your ability to process that. So maybe you know how you feel, but you don't necessarily act on that, that emotion because you don't have to act on every, every emotion that you're feeling. It's also your ability to tune in to understand how someone else is feeling so that you can respond to them effectively in that moment. So of course we're talking about empathy. So really the the definition of emotional intelligence is all about self-awareness, self-management or self-regulation, empathy, and it's also your social awareness. You know, when you're picking up on on those social cues when you walk into the room or when you walk into that meeting. Um, From a parenting perspective, it could be tuning into the needs of your children or your spouse and, and really being able to manage yourself in stressful situations. So an ex- the classic example I think that everyone uses in terms of emotional intelligence, and I'm sure you've heard this, um, of course, is road rage. And I hope you've never experienced road rage, but any, uh, anytime someone maybe gets cut off on the highway and then they start charging after someone because they're upset, you know, that was such a violation. Um, that would be an example of someone who isn't self-regulating, isn't managing their emotions. They are completely driven by their emotions and they're really a slave to them. So that's not how we want to show up on a daily basis and it's not good for our health and our well-being. On the other hand, someone who really understands how to keep themselves calm, even in the most stressful of situations so that they can show up the way they want to show up. So that could be dealing with our coworkers, dealing with uh, our our children, our spouse. Um, That's really what it means to be emotionally intelligent. Fantastic. And so can you share some examples perhaps of clients you've worked with or people you've seen between those that are just responding and reacting and those that are actually using their emotional intelligence? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I do, in my work, I do a lot of leadership development. I help leaders really understand how to build more self-awareness so they understand how they're showing up in front of their team, their employees and their clients and then how to you know, self-regulate and self-manage that so that they can show up as the best leader possible. And I had a client uh, who kind of inherited a new department from someone else and that department had a lot of issues and uh, she was very tempted, to, I guess, to go into work one day and kind of be that commanding leader and tell everyone how she wanted things to be. And I I gave her some coaching lessons on how to build her own empathy so she could understand what her employees were going through and perhaps why, 
you know, these employees weren't performing at the level that they should be and, and what issues they might be going through. And just building a little bit of empathy for this new team that she had inherited helped her show up as a leader in such a different way. She, you know, really showed up in a responsive way to their needs as opposed to kind of going in and, you know, being more aggressive and saying, here's how things are going to be around here, which I don't think any of us really want to show up in that way. But sometimes maybe we feel that's how we have to show up to get people to listen to us. So if we manage our emotions in those types of situations, we can stop making it about ourselves and then we can be tuned into the needs of the people that we serve, whether that's um, in your workplace, in your community or with your own family. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And I think we all have some of those different personality traits and it's always when we're under pressure in a pressure situation that some of our weaknesses will show up more or, you know, we just have to work a little bit harder and perhaps be aware of the ways that we let ourselves down in terms of our emotional response, isn't it? Yeah. So if someone's listening in and they're thinking, this sounds great, like I know sometimes I react or I fly off the handle or perhaps you experience road rage to a certain extent yourself or perhaps it's your kids that push your buttons or it's a colleague that's just keeps not doing what they say they're going to do any of those situations that push our buttons what are the practical steps or practical tips that you have for us to help us respond more emotionally with intelligence you know the best thing that you can do to be more emotionally intelligent in any moment it's the simplest thing but it's the thing that we often forget to do and I know this is something that you probably teach your clients. Um, it's how to breathe properly. And I know you understand the importance of a good deep breath, but um, it's that breathing in through your nose and then taking that nice deep breath from your belly. Because when we do that, we calm ourselves down and we send, you know, we send that message to our brain that we're okay. There's no threat here because of course that, that amygdala, right? That part of our brain is looking for the threats in our, in our environment. So if we take a nice deep belly breath, we can calm ourselves down. We can calm our mind down so that we can process the, the situation a little more effectively. And another thing that you can do, which you already alluded to, is knowing what your triggers are. What, what are those buttons that are so easy for other people to push, especially our kids, right? Our kids know exactly what those triggers and what those buttons are. Um, and if you don't know what your triggers are, I always tell my clients, like, go ask your spouse or go ask your brothers and sisters. <laughs> they always know what your, what your triggers are. Um, but you have to know what's going to set you off, right? And you can look, look to your personal values. Whatever your personal values are, if someone violates those, that tends to be a trigger for us. Um, when you're tired, when you're hungry, you're much more easily triggered as well. So once you know what your triggers are, you get to take back your power because it's harder for someone or something to actually activate those triggers or hit that, you know, hit that button on you. Mm -hmm. So you talked about this mistake or you alluded to this mistake that you mentioned people make that makes them, you know, feel depleted, hand over their power. So can you give us the key to avoiding that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize that our greatest source of personal power is our emotions. So our emotions really drive our behavior. So the better you are at managing your emotions, the more likely you are to be able to show up the way you want to show up every day. So that big mistake that people make is that we give up our power. And we give up that personal power by letting outside circumstances or other people determine how we feel. 
So I'll give you an example. Um, let's, you know, in the workplace, it could be you go to work, a coworker does something that perhaps isn't in your best interest or does something that's kind of annoying to you. And now, you know, that's, that's activated an emotion in you. That's a trigger for you. And now you're walking around all day in a bad mood. Perhaps you uh, don't do so well in that presentation that you had to do for a client and you're really letting someone else's behavior impact you and how you feel. And then that impacts how you show up. It could be the same thing at home. Uh, maybe you get home from work and you're so tired and your kids are just coming at you. With, you know, they have their needs and uh, maybe you're just, you're kind of feeling kind of depleted and you react to your kids, maybe not in the way that you really don't want to, to react with your children. So anytime we let outside circumstances determine how we feel or outside people, um, that's really how we give up our power. Mm -hmm. So some of your keys are be aware of that, be aware of what's going on with your emotions. Sounds like you're mentioning that, you know, external things can impact how you feel but you can choose not to let them that we need exactly. to be aware of if we're hungry or tired be aware of what our triggers are and in the moment to breathe yeah is okay. that a good summary so if people already are doing any of those things or some of those things what is the next step for them what else uh, you know can you equip people with more tools and more strategies i guess the trickiest thing for people is to think yes i know i want to respond in a calm way but how do I actually bridge that gap absolutely and that is the hardest part right knowing your triggers part is key um, because then you can kind of get ahead of the situation and you can be ready to recognize when you're about to be triggered but the thing is if you can slow yourself down even once from having that reaction and being reactionary, you can start to create that new habit within yourself. And so uh, after, if you do happen to have a moment where you react suddenly to, to something and maybe you didn't want to react that way, the best thing you can do is reflect on that and say, what will I do differently next time? How could I show up differently and respond better to my kids or my coworkers, whatever the case may be? And learning from that will help you change your behavior the next time. And that's really how we start to build better emotional habits. So know your triggers. But if you, if you are triggered, that's okay. Forgive yourself. It happens to all of us. Think about how you want to show up differently next time. And I can tell you that eventually you, it will get easier. It will become more natural to you even if it's a little bit harder the first time. And don't forget to breathe. Whenever you get that physiological sense that you're getting upset, take that nice deep breath. There's another mm -hmm. habit that I also teach my clients that's called um, tuning in. So take, after you take that nice deep belly breath, make sure you, you, know, you say out loud, if you can, if it's appropriate, say out loud how you feel. Because when kind of give ourselves that voice and give ourselves permission to say how we're feeling. Again, that's another way we take back our personal power. Mm -hmm. That is so powerful. Absolutely. And just that verbalizing it and saying, okay, I feel really frustrated right now, or I am really disappointed and being able to label it and be okay with it. I really like as well what you said about forgive yourself, because I think, especially if let's say somebody listening in, this is a challenge for you right now and you want to create this new habit, which I think is key, you know, habits are king, aren't they? Just to be able to forgive yourself for the times that you don't master it 100% every single day, because 
that's just life and that's normal that we will have our buttons pushed. We've just recently been going through a house purchase process and we had a, a two-day delay between getting verbal confirmation and getting it in writing. And I noticed myself physically in my body, I was noticing I was feeling stressed, I was feeling achy, my shoulders were tense. And I just had to really tune in and go, it's okay, it's going to be all right. Like I just had to be, I guess, intelligent about the way I responded to that to acknowledge this is why you're feeling stressed, like there's no danger, Lauren, it's okay. And then to be able to plug in some positive things into my day, really to distract myself away from it, to yeah, restore that calm again. So I think it's great exactly. what you mentioned about acknowledging how you feel and forgive yourself if you don't get it quite right but just keep building the habit. And the great thing with building habits is the more often we practice it, the more we can celebrate that we've had this small success. Wow, I really responded well in that situation. The more that we strengthen that muscle effectively and it becomes easier and easier. Yes, exactly. Very well said. Yeah. Fantastic, Karina. So it's so wonderful, this insight. I feel like what we've covered just even in the last few minutes is so deep and profound. It may sound simple to people that are listening in, but literally if we could all apply this daily in our lives, it would be life-changing. So if people want to connect with you and find out more, what's the best way to reach out to you and perhaps find out about your book? So you can go to my website, www.shiftpd.com. Um, you can find me, Karina Walsh, on LinkedIn as well. Uh, and if anyone should feel free to connect with me that way, especially if you have any questions. Great. And so if you had one final piece of advice for everyone that's listening in this morning, what would that be, Karina? My one final piece of advice is to always remember that you do have the power. You do, your own personal power is within your own hands. And the more effective we are at managing how we feel and, and managing that stimuli that comes in for us, um, the greater our sense of personal power. Yeah. It's so incredibly profound and life-changing. So I invite you all to head over to thrivetvshow.com and make sure you check out the links down in the show notes where you can follow up and find out more about Karina and her book. So your book is called The Engaged Employee Blueprint. Amazing book. And I think because there's so many ways that we can apply this, you know, both in our personal lives, with our family members, with our children, and in our work, and, and just in our day-to-day -day life, like you say, out on the road driving, <laughs> everything we do, if we can master our emotional intelligence, that makes such a difference. So thank you again for all the wisdom you've shared and go out, everyone, and have a fantastic rest of your day. This has been another episode of the Thrive TV Show. Go out and thrive. Thank you for listening to the Thrive TV Show with Lauren Parsons. Visit thrivetvshow.com to access the show notes and discover our fantastic bonus content. And be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next inspiring episode.